Fire School, the podcast. You're on spin. You are very welcome back to Spin Air Skull. And as we do at the end of every show, we are joined by a very special guest. And this week is no different. I am so delighted to be joined by award-winning architect, TV personality, Hugh Wallace. Hugh, it's great to have you on Spin Air Skull. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you very much for inviting me on, Louise. You're very welcome. Listen, we're going to backtrack and ask you about your leave insert, Hugh, if you don't mind. Is it a period in your life you remember fondly or does it still give you a shiver down your spine? No, it gives me a complete shivers down my spine. I was in a school, there were 23, it was all boys in my class. I used to come 21st, so there was no hope for me getting to college. Uh, I was dyslexic, so that was a huge impediment to me passing really any exam. And my English teacher, just before Christmas, decided that possibly I was dyslexic which was a new word, which hadn't been heard before. And I had two days um, assessment, which it came out, yes, I was dyslexic. And I was one of eight people at the time that year, which is back in the mid seventies. And I did a lot of my exams because the Department of Education wasn't quite sure what to do uh, orally. And that resulted in me getting two A's, two B's and a C in an honours paper. And I got into college, but only because of my English teacher. And up to that point, it was just assumed I was stupid. That's unbelievable. And I think the fact that they flagged it and acknowledged there was a teacher in your life who spotted that dyslexia was a thing, you know, in the 70s, that was probably unheard of in a lot of cases. It wouldn't have been heard of at all. There was only there were only eight people in Ireland who'd been assessed as being dyslexic. But imagine the number of kids out there who yeah. have dyslexia or they have number disorder. And, you know, it has to be able to be reflected in the way you do papers and, and you know, get across your abilities. And unfortunately, the Leaving Cert doesn't do that. But we're stuck with it. And you just have to work your way through it. For you, was it something that held you back? You know, if you, I suppose, had been able to sit a traditional leaving cert, would you have gone down a different route? No, I was always going to be an architect. Uh, Really from my childhood. Uh, I wanted to be a marine architect, but there's no courses in Ireland. I wanted to design boats, but I was lucky enough to get into boat industry. And that was interesting in those days because to get into Bolton Street uh, Tech was another two-day assessment. And it was a very interesting way of getting into college because not only did you have to have your points, but you also had to have the ability to take that particular course. And I think that was a very interesting way of entering college because they'd done an assessment on your you know, what turns you on, what what you like, are you visually aware? And uh, I think that that system should be most certainly brought back in to people because I think an awful lot of people end up doing courses they don't want. Yeah, no doubt about it. Almost like the HPAT for medicine. It's definitely for something in terms of, I suppose, creative fields, having that portfolio and, you know, being able to show that you're a practical learner is so important. I find it interesting, Hugh, that, you know, 
I suppose education must have been important in your life growing up or it must have been valued within your family because I don't think going to college was massively popular in the 70s. Not a lot of people had the opportunity. So the fact that you did have that opportunity, was it coming from home? Yeah, very much so. But also interestingly, in the, do you know your fees to go to college? They were 25 punts uh, a semester. So your total fees for college were £75 in those days. It was total free education. And that allowed me the ability to go to college. So, you, you know, there's an awful lot of other impediments now to going to the cost of college, everything. I mean, you know, it's, it's a real challenge. But in going to college is a life experience. You know, I feel sorry for all the first and second years students in universities over the last two years because they've missed that they've missed that growing up that experience that is so much fundamentally part of growing up and being part of a college you know and so i i think that that's a great difficulty but i'd also say that if you don't get your points in 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 a particular um degree you want to do or or college you want to go to the other option is to, in fact, go to a different college in a similar subject and then get your portfolio together and then reapply to the college. Because at that point, your assessment isn't on your leaving cert. It's now on your portfolio. So you could start in another college on a lesser degree and then move up. And it'll probably cost you an additional year in time but that's the way to do it the back door is always a great option and i think that there are so many more options like you say again available to students in terms of architecture i mean you know i know you studied in the 70s and fast forward after the celtic tiger architecture became so popular as a degree the points to get into architecture were nearly as high as medicine i mean that's really hard for a student who's artistic to contend with if you're not really academic but you're really have a great eye for art do you think that system is a little unfair oh it's totally unfair that's why i'm saying it should go back to assessment of your of your abilities in terms of are you apt to go into architecture yeah and again i think a lot of people go into medicine architecture dentistry a whole load but their personalities are probably not the correct personalities or abilities, but they're going in because they see this as, you know, the goal. So I think you have to be honest to yourself as to what you want to get out of your life, because unfortunately, you're not coming back. You know, you have one go at life. So enjoy it. You're so right. Let's talk about your career as an architect then, because obviously you've carved a very successful one. Um, you started quite young. You said you'd no other ideas or options in your head other than architecture. You obviously always had a passion for it. Do you think that's the reason you've been so successful, that deeply rooted passion? I think it's one of the reasons. I also think that, you know, I have an eye for detail. I have an eye for design, a natural eye for detail and design. So I'm very lucky. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it, my one regret is actually not working abroad. I, I never worked abroad. I sh really would love to have worked in Italy or Spain or not really America, funny enough, but I would love to have worked in Italy because I think the architecture in Italy is just outstanding. 
their ability to mix old buildings with really modern insertions and you know that everything is respected and um so that's my one regret i would love to have taken two years traveling the world and seeing things and you can do that when you're sort of in your mid-20s you have that bit of experience and you know particularly in architecture for that year out i went to america uh for the year out and i was a dustbin man and i just had a blast i loved it you know i just i was down in dallas and it was mad it was just mad it was wild it was you know i'd never seen anything like it in my life unbelievable i think that you're right traveling does do that it opens up so many more possibilities and opportunities and many students nowadays that are filling out their ceos are so lucky that they can apply to study abroad as well so maybe there are incredible architecture colleges i've no doubt around the world and you know yeah so that's another thing not to be limited maybe something further afield is where you will find your tribe so to speak when we're talking about art and creative fields for students who love art are studying art at the leaving cert and i think this is a real irish thing maybe their parents say oh don't go to art college that's not real college or don't become an artist don't become a painter don't become a landscaper we chatted last week to dear gavin on the show and you know there sometimes is this stigma and idea that they aren't real careers there are other ways to use your creative talents and there's probably lots of people you meet that have incredible careers in the arts that we don't always hear about yeah, and, and the arts are amazing because the arts were, if you like, up there and unattainable for so many. And we always think of art as painting or writing or literature. or, But art is TV programs, podcasts, uh, lifestyle, graphics, products. So there's a complete uh, merge between whether you do architecture, interior design, graphic design or brand design set or theatre design, you know, you could just go on and on. And they're all now part of a of, of a world which is so important to the way we live. We are influenced by landscaping, architecture, podcasts, everything. And so you need to be very broad and think outside the box because you can travel the world today with your laptop. You can work from Uruguay to Australia for a client that's sitting, you know, in Uzbekistan. And that, that's what, you know, is the exciting thing. You know, I, ju- I just think that there's, it's very complicated to get into college and I do understand that. But you must, if you want to go to college, make that first step. It mightn't be in the course you want, but always remember once you're in the system, you can start to move about. But if you're not in the system, you can't. Well said. Great advice. A question for the budding architects that are tuning in this morning who love your work. They love watching Home of the Year. They love all of these grand designs. Everything that we love to watch on the television probably shows the very glamorous side of architecture. There's an awful lot of, I'd imagine, science and maths and, you know, logical thinking that goes into architecture. So what advice would you have for a student who thinks they might make a great architect? But is there some harsh truths we need to know about the job? Well, unfortunately, the job is now much more technical because of building regulations, you know, health and safety. So all of a sudden, there's a completely different layer to when I went to college. In those days, there was nothing except to design and be creative. But today is a much more complicated world. But within that complicated world, 
there's an opportunity to be a different type of architect, to be a technocrat architect within that system because it's so important, or to be highly creative architect within the system, or to be the person that you know is on site, project manages projects on site. So there's a myriad of different jobs within architecture. So you don't just have to go into architecture because you're highly creative. You can go into architecture because you understand, you know, technical uh, issues, project management, things that, you know, tick your box. And you may well be better looking at one of the really great uh, architectural technician courses that are in Ireland. And again, if you don't have enough points to get into architecture, go in the door into architectural technician and then move within the system because maybe you want to do engineering, project management, QSing. So but you need to be in the system. Yeah. Are there any exciting innovative areas of architecture that are kind of up and coming and there might be more career opportunities and vacancies? Because I do know for a lot of architecture graduates, they actually wind up going down a different route because they just can't get a job. Well, I think that the obviously the whole issue of sustainability, environment, is going to be a huge and very important role going forward in the future. And if you like, if you can niche out a job in that area, that's where there will be work, huge work, anywhere in the world. Is it an exciting time for Irish architects? Yes, it is. But I think that the Irish architects also have to pull up their socks. Because I, I think that if I go to Galway and I walk up Middle Street in Galway, you know, somebody needs to be shot because that's one of the most horrific streets and it's a rat run and you do not like to walk up it at night. Yet here it is, what, 50 meters from Shop Street. You know, I think architects also need to hold their hand, hand up and say, well, we could have done that better. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hugh Wallace, it's been fantastic to chat to you. I would love to ask you one question so you can leave us all with a nice creative thought. If you could design anything in the world, what would it be and why? Your one dream architecture project. I'm sure you've thought of something. Oh, well, what I'd really like is to have a house in the Cliffs of Moher, about sort of 20 metres down and a massive glass wall looking out to the sea. Wow, I wouldn't imagine now that glass would have to be super strong. I wouldn't like one of those Atlantic waves crashing in on top of me. <laughs> could, could you imagine that? Incredible, yeah, I actually could. And I could, I'd say no better man to do the job somehow. Hugh Wallace, thank you so much for sh sharing your Leaving Cert experience with us. And I'm sure that there will be many young creatives listening in this morning that will be very grateful for all of your advice. So thank you so much. If there is a student who would like to reach out, is there a good place to find you online? Uh, I'm on... Oh, gosh, now you just asked me. <laughs> Twitter? I'm on the... No, no, the other one. Instagram? Instagram, yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, I do apologise. Yes, note how literate I am. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Brilliant. Under your name, I presume, Hugh Wallace will share. Hugh Wallace, Arc. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on Spin Air Skull. Thank you very much, Louise. Spin Air Skull, the podcast. You're on Spin.